Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Revolutionary Space Podcast, Episode 7. So today we're going to be talking about productivity and how to manage your creative projects. Now, we're going to specifically talk about how to manage a real estate project, but this is also applicable in terms of if you've ever wanted to start a business or you just have a creative project that you wanted to do, But that creative project, obviously, since we all have lives and we all have jobs, you didn't know how to dedicate a set amount of time to that project and have it manifest over a larger period of time. Well, this is the podcast to listen to. So I'm your host, Ru Chen. I'm your co-host, Gerard Deling. So jump right into it. So Gerard, what what do you think goes into effective management of a creative project? So I think... um you know, high up on the list for me is having some way of collecting information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I jokingly tell folks I'm an Evernote evangelist. Like I tell everybody, mm-hmm. you should get to taking your information digitally yes, and not in a notepad in your yes. backpack. Because if you're bringing a notepad and you suddenly, like me, you change your bag like every day, it's going to get lost. It's you're gonna not going to have lost, your notepad. Or you run out of paper in that one. You got to get another one. You don't have a pen. You're not going to keep lugging these things around. Right. So creating a digital system and committing to it, right. um, I think, is first and foremost. And I think the digital system is much more versatile because even though people like writing notes by hand, right. the digital system is just like in the cloud for Evernote and you can grab it's it there anywhere. And you can do different things like make checklists, make due dates and all that stuff. Take pictures of things like a receipt. Yes. Um, Yes, it's very important in case you need to get, you know, your billing stuff correct. Like, you know, we're a small office. Like I took a picture of the Wi-Fi password. Some guests come over and was like, hey, what's the password? There you go. I don't even memorize it. I just go right to my Evernote here. Yes. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So collecting information in a timely manner and being able to organize that information so that when you need to pull it up, it's right there for you. Yes. So then following up on that topic, we should also talk about naming your files. Yes. So not only in Evernote and in other methods of note taking, such as Microsoft Word or if you're using Google Drive. Right. Um, Apple Notes, Android Notes. Yes, those are all very convenient, and they all do the same thing. But our recommendation is to stick to one and really use it. And commit to it. And commit to it. Yes. And so about naming your files. So let's say you open a Dropbox account, which is basically like Google Drive, but Dropbox is more specifically just for, you know, collecting files and sharing files amongst um, different collaborators in the office, per se. Right. So when you have Dropbox files in the office... Usually we get to, we have so much information that once it gets in the system, sometimes it gets lost because we don't name it properly. Like you're scanning a file and then once it gets uploaded, the scanned file will have an automatic numbering to it. And the easiest thing to do is just drag and drop it in there. Right. And just like go on about your life because you're like, oh, I'll just rename it later or I'll find it later. You're never going to find it later. Never. I'm telling you, you're going to be like, oh, send me that again. Like, I don't know where (laughs) it is. Where's the physical copy? Let's scan it again. Like literally. If you just take your time and really, what I like to do is I put the date in front. So I'll put the year. So I'll put, Mm. so this year is 2019. I'll put 19 dash and then whatever the date is. So uh, like February 28th would be 0228. March 1st, 0301. You get the gist. And I'll put an underscore and then I'll title the document with how it relates to the project first. Right. So let's say I'm working on a housing project and it's called, uh, I don't know, give it a name. Uh, Jackson, Jackson Housing Projects. So it's going to be 19-0301 for today's date, underscore Jackson, and then underscore again, and then quickly in the most 
um, efficient way possible describe describe what the document what is. is. Right. So if it's a pro forma, I'm going to write pro forma on the document. Floor plans. Yes. And don't make it too wordy because in a lot of applications, you're actually going to corrupt the file right. if you name it too long. Too long, right. Yeah, right, right. because it's going to be nested in a folder within a folder within a folder. Right. And then you're obviously you're just never <laughs> going to find it. Also, right. use the search option. Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so back to my Wi-Fi example, right? Because different systems have different requirements. Yes. So, like, when I'm at home and I'm somebody comes over and they need to get on my Wi-Fi, instead of that super long character password, I just pull up my digital note taker, yes. search for Wi-Fi, and then poof, it pops right up. Yes. Immediately. Yes. And then you drag and drop and just email it. Or even you can even tell Siri to email it, you know? It's you not... You can tell Siri also, actually. Siri or uh, Alexa, I guess, if you have Alexa. Or Google. Or Google. Um, so, let's get into that. So, reminders... Um, a lot of the times we get bombarded with information, like five pieces of information that comes at us at once. Like someone's calling you, another person's emailing you, <laughs> another person's yelling across the office, right. like, hey, have you done this thing? And people tend to get overwhelmed. Yes. That's what I noticed because yes. they don't have a way of like inputting things into the system so that right. they know they're going to be reminded later when they need to do that thing. Correct. So then they try to juggle all these things in their Especially head. Especially when it's time specific. Yes. Do this thing at that time. Right, right. And like, okay, okay, okay. Have a meeting at I this remember. time. I remember. Okay, I remember. It's like, it's no, like, no do not trust your memory. Don't trust your memory. Because we are very, like, human memory is very foul. Yeah, especially nowadays, you're consuming so much information. Yes. You're consuming so much content, so much data is flying by you. Right. Um, relying on your memory alone, you're going to fail. Yeah. You're going to fail. Yeah, and you're going to fail, and... and in some aspect of it, it's going to fail in a matter that, like, you really wish you had written it down somewhere and then right. remembered it. Right. So why leave it to chance? Yes. So I would tell, like, whenever something was happening, I would just go, like, Siri, please uh, remind me to pick up my laundry at 6 p.m. tomorrow. And me then too. Siri will automatically do it. Me too. Because me too. I am going to forget. I always remind Siri to remind me to move my car on time. Oh my god! Because right. I'm like, there's a financial penalty for not moving my car on in time in New York. Yeah, in I mean, New York. So it's like, I don't want that penalty. Yes. Siri, remind me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it works flawlessly. It's great. Yes. And so jumping off that point, so reminders are really important. Collecting information and yes. storing it is really important. Yes. But then, how do you actually like? And we talked about file naming, but in terms of managing the project. What can you do to actually use this information effectively so that you get your goals done on time? Like, how do you even set up the goals that you need over the entire course of a project? Gotcha. So I put things in two big buckets. So there's managing the project, mm -hmm. like what everything, what all the tasks are. Mm -hmm. And then I have a separate bucket for what I need to do. Okay. I need to call this person. I need to email this person. Right. I need to work on this model. Right. So for the project, so for Jackson Homes, for so example. So for Jackson Homes, I'll put like sign up architects. Yes. Right. By this date. By this date. Right. Get floor plans done by this date. Right. Get permits done by this date. Right. Right. Get construction administration by this date. Right. So that's project level. It's I don't have to do it, right. but I at least know I need to remind somebody else. Right. If you're managing the project, you 
and if you're starting a business, for example, you're going to have to, you know, give your tasks away to right. other people. You, have to have you a team. can't do everything by yourself. No. And so the most important thing is not to just like leave a task, like give a task to someone and just assume that they're going to do it on right. time. Right. Because <laughs> if you rely on their memories, you're definitely going to fail. <laughs> from experience, <laughs> you have to be the one who's actually keeping everyone on task. Correct. Because they work for you. Correct. And they're going to be like, if you don't remind me, I'm just going to pretend like I forgot. Correct. And then it's who, you know, gets like, you know, screwed over in that. It's going to be you it's because be you. they don't really have a, that right. high of a stake. Right. In and you the don't want to screw them. You don't want them to screw you. You just want to get the task done. Right. <laughs> so then the most efficient way of doing that is just setting, again, setting up your project right. checklist. Right. Where, um, so basically a checklist will have the task that needs to be done. Right. Specifically. Um, you know, like what it is. So like sign up the architect, right. the category that it's in, right. which in this case would be, you know, administrative design. or design. Right. Um, and you can even name it by the project sequences. So like pre-development or development Correct. or Correct. construction Correct. or close out even. Correct. It's good um, to put some due dates on there. Yes. So what we do in the office, we actually have three different dates mm -hmm. um, associated with each task. We have a start date, mm -hmm. um, a date due. Right. And, and that day due can change over time. It's not like set in stone. You just have to have a due date in there so you can remind yourself to look at it and a date that it's completed. Right. So you can also manage if you're hitting your deadlines on time. Correct. Correct. And also the next category attached to that task would be the person responsible for it. Yes. Somebody's got to do it. So right. somebody has to know that they're supposed to be working on this. Right. So XYZ date. For example, the task sign of the architect, the two people responsible would be whoever's managing the project and right. the architect. Correct. And Correct. Then, and then you know you can filter by whoever's responsible and all of these new project management softwares that came out. A lot of them are good. A lot of them are really good for keeping you on check with right, that. Right. Another important piece is comments. Have like a comment section. Yes. So people can see kind of the ongoing, like, I call the architect. Architect said, let's meet next Tuesday. Yes. Architect rescheduled to meet next Thursday. He said, right. let's sign and let's bring a check. Right? right. So that everybody else in the team can actually see what's going on as well. Right. Um, and not have to actually be involved. They have to come ask you questions. Right. On every single task. And the comment section actually is going to be an expanded field. It's going to have a date, like uh, six numbers for the date that you right. followed up on the task for. So 030119 or 1903.01, whatever right. it is. And then it's going to have the actual comment commentary. So it's really, it's kind of like a script when you're right. clicking into it to see like right. who's doing what. Right. So if I get sick, I can come back to the office three days later and I can see what Ruse worked on. Right. She worked in this piece. Right. Here's what happened. Right. She worked in this other piece. Right. Here's what happened. Mm hmm um, so it's just a great way to keep everyone in the loop. Agreed. And so for specifically for software, I, Gerard and I highly recommend Airtable. Airtable. Yes. And we're not like sponsored by any of those like <laughs> software companies, but we're just saying this because it works, it works so much better. Incredibly well. We used to use Excel. We did. As a checklist and it worked fine. I mean, it worked fine. Excel, Excel's okay. But it's not meant to be used dynamically yes. and online. Right. 
Excel is much better for crunching numbers. Yes. For performance. Yes. Ma- mathematical calculations on Excel are just Phenomenal. Like, yes. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. But for like this sort of labels that we're talking about, because it doesn't have an automated way of labeling things and pulling up things by label. Right. And being dynamic. Words, it just it's not very good with words, basically. No. Um, so Airtable really is this online format where it's kind of like Google Drive, where everyone who's shared to a specific document or a base, they call it, can see all of the things related to that base. Right. So, and that base could be basically your project. Right. So inside of that project, you will have, here's all the things that need to happen. Right. Here's all the things related to the task. Right. The categories. Right. The people, the right. due dates, everything in there. And Airtable is very, very good because it'll give you a s- certain amount of categories that you can already work with. Yes. So for the date, it'll actually have a section where you can not only put the date in by hand, right. but um, you can change a category to date so that it'll automatically plot a calendar for you. Yes. And so when you look on calendar view and switch your views, you can see all the due dates coming up on the calendar and set reminders for yourself yes. and not have to manually do it twice. Right. You want to be able to just put a date in and then filter by date due and see which due dates are coming up on right. a calendar. Right. So we, as you can tell, big fans of Airtable. Uh, Trello's okay. That's another one. Um, you know, Dropbox has this little system they have. I forgot what the name of it. I can't even remember the name I don't right remember now. Either. Um, and then Monday is another pretty popular project management yes. software yes. as well. I so mean, there's there's a few that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick one system, commit right. to it. And last thing about Airtable is that for all the categories that I just mentioned for each task, so the category, the task, the comments, date started, date due date completed, person responsible, there's an extra feature on Airtable that allows you to actually drop attachments yeah. into each specific task. Yes. And th- that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot because imagine you're working on a contract, right, with someone that you're doing business with, right. like architect, whatever, and then they send you a draft and then you can actually upload it into the system yes. and download it from that system. So you don't have to even... Like, really, you don't even have to file it in another place. Like, you may do it for your own right. um, organization, but you can right. actually just upload it with the task so you see what document you're working on, how it Correct. changes week by week. Correct. Correct. Um, and Airtable will actually let you know, like, it'll track your changes and yes. then it'll tell you, like, hey, this is what got, uh, this, this document got removed and someone uploaded a new uh, right. document. And it'll tell right. you who did it, too. So. Right, 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 right. Great so tracking can, system. Yeah, so I can be like, Gerard, why did you remove my document? <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> it holds people accountable for this shady shit that they do. Awesome. Am I right? <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Pesky kids. <laughs> so also, let's talk about keeping ongoing communication on track. Yes. So I'm talking about email. I'm talking about text. I'm talking about phone calls. Right. How do you... What is the proper way to organize, let's say, your email? So what I do um, is, A, I'm incredibly diligent about answering my emails Mm -hmm. when people reach out to me. Um, So first is making sure I capture all the emails. Secondly is I I personally have a separate... So the the same bucket that I put my task, Mm -hmm. I actually put my emails, phone calls, text message, bits of information there. Okay. So So literally, if you email me and say, hey, Gerard, um, next Thursday, 
we're going to meet with the architects via email. Mm-hmm. I'll then go to my bucket with just my task. And next Thursday, put, we're going to work on the architecture piece. Got it. Because relying on my inbox is just is just a sea of emails. Yeah. You just, email is overused. So I take what's important and then I put it down on paper. Mm-hmm. I also noticed that, so the personal checklist is a really good way to organize that. Right. Um, and Gerard uses Evernote. Yes. Evernote and Apple Notes. But you could also use, you know, like Airtable again, just create another Correct. page for yourself and just manage your due dates um, in Correct. that. I also notice in generally in emails, like a lot of information gets lost. And when people are asking for information, for example, if someone asks me for information that I already gave to another person like a month ago, I will actually go back through my email. Instead of sending it, it again, I'll forward the original one just to keep them accountable and say, hey, look, like me too. I'm not trying to like be a snob about it. I'm just trying to let you know that like I've already sent this. This is right. this is there. If you right. want me to CC you on all further emails, let me know. Right. Because right. I'm not going to if I send it like it's it's a good way to keep people accountable. If I send it without linking them to the previous change, they're just going to think that I haven't done the work. Right. And I want to show people that I am hitting my deadlines and I right. am being responsive. Right. Um, and so that's why. So another follow-up that I do as well, let's say I send the email to somebody, hey, can you give me this thing? Mm-hmm. Let's say I send it on Friday afternoon. Yes. I go back to my bucket of what I'm supposed to do. Right. And I'll have it set for Tuesday. And you can remind, use a Siri reminder for you that. You can use a Siri reminder too. So I'll put it for Tuesday, follow up with this person about the contract. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday comes around, I'll send another email. Hi. And I'll forward that same email. Just following up on what I said below. Yes. Do you still have that contract? Yes. I mean, it sounds really like snobby, but it does give the other person like pressure. Right. From like, hey, look, I, I didn't answer this email. For, right. Like, and for you as an individual, it helps you not drop the ball. Yes. Right. So that that will also have people feel like you're responsible. Right. And people want to give you more responsibility, right. give you more tasks. Yes. Because they know that if I ask this person to do something, they're going to follow through. Yes. And, like, dropping the ball is never, like, you can't, I don't know, in project management, you can't really drop the ball and assume that someone else is going to pick it up. Right. It's never going to happen. Because nope. if that task is yours, it's yours. It's yours. And Own it. if you drop it, pick it back up. Pick it back up. And because pe- people don't rely on you. Yeah. Um, you just can't, like, throw your hands in the air and be like, you know what, I tried and it didn't work. Well, you know what, this is not going to get done if you didn't, like, if you didn't try again. Try until it works. Try until it works. Pick the ball back up. Yeah. Um... Because if you can't, like, then they're going to be like, why, why are you on the team Right. if I can't rely on you Right. to actually be productive? Even though your answer may be that, oh, well, these people didn't respond to me. Okay, so why didn't you follow up right. three or so four times? Right, so what are you going to do next? You just kind of yeah. let the project fail? Right, exactly. Or you can, you know, bombard them with calls after that. I'll usually send, a, like, an email before the due date, right. and then I'll send an email on the due date, Ditto. and then I'll follow up with the email after the due date, and then I'll start calling. Ditto. So that literally is what I put in my... <laughs> And I'll if put they on my list. If they don't show up, if they don't um, answer my calls, I'm going to show up at their office. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, like, hey, how's it going, guys? You know that thing that I talked about two weeks ago? And I'll be real gentle about it, but they know that my presence there is just like a <laughs> trigger warning. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I will say, funny side note, literally about an hour ago, somebody called me to see if I received the voicemail that somebody else left me. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good management. Then. So that was good. He's, he's picking up the ball and he's figured out Friday afternoons are good times to catch me. Yeah. 
because yeah. the week has slowed down. Yes. So for him, he's figured out this little window of time, which is a good time to get in contact with Gerard. Right. Um, I did inform him to send so me. So everyone e- call Gerard like Friday <laughs> afternoon. I did inform him to send me an email. Right. Because sending me a voicemail is not the most productive way. It's not. To get in contact it's with not. me. Send me an email. I'll get it. I could be sitting in a meeting. I could be sitting on the train. I'll get it, I'll digest it, I'll do something about it. Right. Voicemails, it might sit there for a little while. Right, right, right. right. Especially my desk line. If mm-hmm. I'm not in an office, oh man. Mm-hmm. The last thing I wanted to talk about was when you have meetings about mm-hmm. uh, the work that you have to do with your team yes. on a specific project, it yes. is very important that your meeting minutes, Yes. if you're not taking them, you're making a mistake. But yes. if you do have meeting minutes, that these meeting minutes are Organized, they're formalized, yes. and they relate to actual things that need to get done. Yes, yes. And most importantly, you create a meeting agenda walking into the meeting so you can give yes. people direction. Right. Here's what we need to talk about. Right. Here's what's important. Right. Here's why we're sitting here having a meeting because most people don't enjoy meetings. Exactly. They just want to get out or <laughs> they, they want to get out know, of there. Talk about something else. You know, right, how's right, the weather? Right. Blah, blah, blah. So if you can come in, make it orderly, make it efficient, and then get out of there, people will appreciate you. Right. That, yes, I'm productive and I'm not sitting here right. looking at Gerard and Rue for two hours. Right. And if like you're making an agenda, you know which parties need to be at the meeting. So right. you don't get into this like habit of inviting everyone and being like, oh, actually, you don't need to be here for this meeting. Right, right. And that right. is a waste of time for that person. And money. And money, but also they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be like, why should I even show up to the next one? Because Correct. Correct. they didn't even need me. So Correct. you need to be on top of how you manage not only your own time, but how you manage the times of the people who are answering to team. you. It's true. So yeah, hopefully that helped. I know some of it was a bit, you know, um, basic right. for some of you. But uh, for those of, I, I know a lot of people out there could really use this information and in not just project, uh, and not just you know building based projects, but also right. if you wanted to submit to like a scholarship application or something else, right. this is a great way to use these tools um, and get things done. Can I do a shameless plug? Do it. <laughs> So I actually wrote a book called The Ten Efficiency Commandments <laughs> that literally hit on this topic about how to help people be more efficient. Um, Where can and, I find this book, Gerard? Uh, it's on Amazon. Amazon.com. Okay. It's and short because it's, short. it's supposed to be efficient. Short and quick. It, I promise you it's short. I haven't wrote that like in like the first two paragraphs. Like, listen, I don't want to waste your time. Yeah. I'm just trying to help you. Yeah. And like I created this book specifically out of frustration that people were doing things that were so inefficient. I was like, listen, let me help people. Right. Let me write this down. Right. Here's the tips of the trade that right. I use. This will help you. I promise. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I think for everybody, you know, find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, find what helps you be a more productive member of your team. Yes. Cool. Amazing. Let's talk next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.